The medical information communicated in this podcast is of a general educational nature. If you are feeling unwell, please seek the attention of a medical practitioner. Any advertisements promoted throughout the podcast are not endorsed by the presenter or any of the guests interviewed. Hi there, welcome to MediTalk, a medical podcast talking all things medical in a way that you can understand. You're with Danae. Her friends and family know her as Crystal, but to the charity she's founded, Blue Dot Army, she's known as Madame Butterfly. After surviving her own cancer journey, Crystal was determined to advocate for positive service improvements for people undergoing cancer treatment. Blue Dot Army aims to support people through their cancer journey. Andy's story touched Crystal and the Blue Dot Army were called into action. Andy, while caring for a severely disabled loved one, found himself being confronted by his own diagnosis of prostate cancer. Somehow, he had to figure out how he was going to get from Cairns to Perth during COVID-19 state border restrictions for greatly needed CyberKnife robotic radiotherapy for a 4 plus 3 Gleason score 7 tumour. Today on MediTalk, we speak to Andy in hope that by sharing his journey may help others. Andy, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I was born in Canada. Mm-hmm. I was raised in a small town on the west coast of Canada, about uh, it's seven, 80 miles north of Vancouver, but it's a seven-hour trip because it's isolated. You have to go in by car ferry and uh, two car ferries and a, and a peninsula in the middle you have to drive across. So 70 miles by the time you, 80 miles by the time you connect the mm-hmm. ferries takes about seven hours. Right. So uh, mainly logging. And then what brings you to Australia? What brought you from <laughs> a remote part of Canada to... To, I mean, yeah. So my my brother my brother's um, uh, a doctor and uh, um, traveled here on their honeymoon, and uh, you know wrote about Australia because there's no emails or it was all snail mail back then. Yeah. So they'd write and, and the odd phone calls if you could afford the uh, whatever it was. And I decided I did a year of college. I had a sports scholarship um, at college and. Um, Finished my first year and decided, yeah, I don't know if I want to do this. So I took a gap year, and that was in 1972. So. And you've been in Australia, living in Australia, resident of Australia ever since then. I arrived, uh, I think, August 25th, 1972. You've come over here for a special reason, but what have you had to endure to get to WA during COVID? Yeah, okay. So 2014, I was diagnosed with a prostate cancer. So for the last uh, six years, I've been on what's called active monitoring. My cancer is very slow growing. I had a pear-shaped biopsy um, towards the end of last year that put me in the hospital uh, yet again. And uh, I just heard through a grapevine, through a friend of mine that owns a resort in um, in the tablelands over there called Andar Lavatubes, said uh, one of his um, staff had come here and used this thing called a cyber knife. Hmm. So I researched it and um, and decided it was my best option. Talked to the people at the clinic here who were just unbelievable. And um, I had to cancel it once. I was supposed to be here in just the beginning of COVID and that canceled it. So um, they managed to get me in this time. It's oh, getting to be a little bit more of a priority now. So I have to be so, proactive. So the cancer had grown to a, a, a time... A, a stage where it really needs to be sought, you know, you need some sort yeah, of more well, aggressive treatment now? That's right. Well, they have markers, you know, one being a PSA and, and uh, they, they give you what's called a Gleason score. My was a, I was a Gleason score of six. 
And then uh, after this uh, second biopsy, they upgraded that to what's called a 4 plus 3, 7, which is the least desirable. You have a 3 plus 4 and a 4 plus 3. 4 plus 3 is the least desirable. Okay. And so the uh, clinicians here and in uh, the PA in Queensland said it's, it's time to do something now. And uh, radiation seems to be my best option. And this particular machine, definitely my, my best option. And not surgery? Oh, no, it's a long story. You know, yeah. it's um, there's... there's uh, you know, I, I did lots and lots of homework, and, and it, it all came down to um, surgery being one, which is a, there's a bit of a risk, and a bit of a risk in radiation too. But mm. talking to the guys with a cyber knife, my, my cancer is it's very close to my bladder. Mm. So if I took the traditional route, I would probably lose my bladder mm. and probably damage the ball wall because the radiation beam is fixed and I breathe. Whereas this one, they put in a, a marker. Mm-hmm. And that uses a, like a director for the um, for the beam of the cyber knife. Yeah. The technology is way ahead. So you've had consultations remotely. Yeah, I'm in touch with um, um, the radiographer there, who I've even been able to call on the weekend, randomly on the weekend. He's just spectacular, Ben. His name is, and and I've had a couple of consultations with um, Dr. Tang, who's the oncologist, mm. and the staff there at various times. Um, um, they've helped me with funding through their foundation. Wow! So it's just—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm just feel blessed, beyond impressed. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's wonderful. And you've had to do your 14 days quarantine. Yeah, yeah. The uh, and that was really quite easy. You know, I, I, it's um, the you know the flight over was long. It was a 12-hour flight from hotel to hotel. Wow. By the time I I checked out in the morning and arrived in my hotel here, the the they were so thorough at the airport, the, the PA, the, the Perth airport. Mm. Um, again, very impressed, you know. Um, uh, checked in here, and you know, I, I got to say, you know, people keep asking me, "How did you cope for two weeks? How did yes. you?" Yes. Really, it's it's just simply a mindset. You know, there's no secret to it. If you, you've got to isolate, at the end of the day, I just. Treated as a retreat. I had two weeks. I had the guitar, I had the ukulele, I had my computer, I had a telephone, you know, Netflix if I wanted to use it. The the room service was great. The hotel was fantastic. And, and uh, you know, it's um, it, two weeks flew by. You know, I do a little bit of yoga in the morning as an exercise and, and uh, it, it's, you just treat it like a retreat. And I always maintain you don't, you don't really live in a hotel room or in a house or in a boat or in, you, know, you live in that mind space between your two ears. Mm. As long as you got it together in there, everything's fine. Do you think mm. your mindset has been one of your greatest assets to get you through the cancer journey thus far? I think um, optimism is really important. Like it, it serves no good whatsoever to worry about anything. Mm. You know, it, it changes your body chemistry and it doesn't help a thing. So... Uh, in my case, um, I look at the cancer not as a, a, a really a deficit, but a lesson. You know, mm-hmm. I've got it, and there's diddly squat I can do about that. So how can it serve me? Mm-hmm. What can I learn from that cancer? And and uh, you know, the obvious, the priority of life. You know, how to how to how you know, you don't know how much time you have, so make the best out of it every moment. I mean, our parents have been telling this us, and our grand grandparents' parents told them, and. Mm-hmm. And uh, we need we need to listen. So it's to me, I look at it as as a lesson. And I think uh, there's no point being down. It serves nothing. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help the people around you. And it certainly doesn't help your health. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And then, what stage are you at with the cyber knife? So, where to? Wh- wh- what have you had to go through thus far while you've been in Perth? Um, 
Okay, my radiation actually starts next week. Mm-hmm. So on Tuesday this week, they implanted uh, gold markers. So what are they? Oh, I've got to tell you, the gold markers. It, it's not painful, but it's weird. You know, you you the, you lie on you lie face down on a on a uh, the table of a CT machine, CAT scan, and they back you in, take a picture, and they pull you out, and they have these two needles, you know, the size of pitchforks, and in, in the end of those needles is a small little gold seed. And one goes in each each buttock, and they just push it in X amount of distance, and they back you into the machine again and pull you back out. And obviously, they've taken a picture, and they push in a little bit farther, and they back you out. And that procedure uh, continues until they get the seeds, I, I assume, either side of the prostate, maybe anterior and and uh, posterior side, and then that, that guides the beam. Did it hurt? Uh, you know, I, I can't say it really hurt. It was just weird. You know, you could feel this thing sort of going inside your body, and, and you just have a, a local. And, uh, you know, the staff were great. The doctor was chatty, and there was a, a young female assistant who was fun. And uh, and you just have to, um, every once in a while, it's like a needle in your arm. It's that kind mm-hmm. of pain. But but just the sensation of something going that deep into your body was kind of odd. Can you feel yeah. it now? Uh, no, my, my two butt cheeks are really sore up until yesterday. When I was doing some yoga, I couldn't stretch as much as I normally did, but it's loosened up. Yeah. So it's it's really, you know, they say that's the worst part of all the stuff I have to go through. So if that's the worst, bring it on, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So then where to from here? So then on Tuesday, is it, then you start going? Yep, so this week I go Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and the following week, uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and then that's it. I'm done. So because this thing is so directed, my understanding is they can give you heavier hits. So instead of, I think, traditional... Um, Radiation can be 41 hits over, I think, eight weeks. And the chances of, for instance, that's hence the blue dot. And, you know, the um, the chances of, in my case, of my bladder being hit because my cancer is so close to the, to the, the it sits on my prostate really close to the sphincter of my um, bladder. So the chance of, of the normal radiation in my bladder extremely high. I think even 100%. Wow. So this has dropped that way down. So when do the specialists think they'll be able to assess the effectiveness of the treatment? So you've got two weeks of radiation. Yep, five hits. You know, that's a question I don't know I can answer. I can answer exactly right. But I'll, I'll stay back a week past my last treatment and see if there are any after effects. And then uh, I go on to a monitoring. I think I'll have blood tests uh, for PSA and my, my Gleason uh, score, I guess, every six months. So it'll be an ongoing. And they know, can do that in Cairns or they can do that for I can do that through the Prince Albert Hospital in Brisbane or I can do it through, well, the PS I can do with my, my local practitioners over there. And I'll obviously keep in touch with the clinic here. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, my, again, my brother-in-law, when he looked at this, Dr. Chan had worked in, in Canada. And, oh, right. uh, um, Gordy, my brother, um, knew uh Knew, didn't know him, but knew of the facilities, and, and uh, he said it's only been around ten years. So I, I'm I'm only guessing. Maybe ten years of history isn't quite enough to, you know, check recidivism and all that kind of stuff on it. So, mm. but for me, I think it's a, a blood test every, at least every six months, maybe three, maybe three initially. So it must have been hard to come from another state. I mean, obviously during COVID, it's hard enough, but to not feel lucky had a lot of support here. How did you sort of get your head around that? Well, again, it's attitude. 
You know, mm-hmm. it, Crystal from Blue Dot has been unbelievable. You know, yeah. uh, she's been great f- when I was on the other side coming here in in in, per- in Cairns. So, how did you both connect? At- you know, I think through the five D clinic. I think she had uh, maybe had treatments, and she she. I think I asked the facility here five D to, to if they knew of accommodation, if they mm-hmm. if they had any contacts like. Airbnbs or whatever, and uh, somehow Crystal came into the picture, and then she contacted me, and uh, booked here, and uh, she's been there every you know every step of the way. She took me to my first. I had, I, I couldn't self drive to the uh, the marker implant, mm. so she took me there and waited, brought me home, and she phones every day to check and see how I am. And this is, um, for the listeners, this is Crystal from Blue Dot Army. She's amazing. Mm. And Blue Dot Army is all about um, basically creating positive, more positive experiences for people going through cancer. And um, and they find a way of making it a more positive experience because it's hard enough getting a diagnosis of cancer as mm. it is. And um, well, she's incredible, isn't she? She is incredible. And, and I think too, you know, just, just with... Um the way we talked before, I think, you know, my cancer is, is, is uh, I've caught it early. You know, mm. I, th- I, th- I think I'm on top of it. So I can't really speak for somebody who's maybe been giving a more serious diagnosis. But at the end of the day, it, it's, um, you know, it, it is about keeping up. It is about not letting it be, a um, you know, something that's going to cause... I mean, it's got to cause angst. It's, it's kind of silly. But I guess the more you worry about it, the less help you're giving yourself. Mm. So it's people like Crystal and people like the service at the 5D and, and the community that can just, you know, kind of minimize what's mm. what's there. I mean, you can't change it, so deal with it. So has your diet changed since your diagnosis? So are there things that you've changed in your lifestyle since your diagnosis to try and make your yeah, you body know, that's, more well? That's a real ride, you yeah. know, Danae, because, you know, you get diagnosed and I can honestly say – I remember walking out of my doctor's appointment after he said I had cancer, and uh, I, I really wasn't that blown out, honestly. But when, when I got to my car, I, I care for my ex-wife, who, mm. who um, had a very bad accident about eight months after we divorced, and, and uh, I'd been caring for her for about nine years at that time. Mm. And I phoned her, and it wasn't until I talked to her where I, I went, shit, I got cancer. You know, so so, and that you begins. You feel like you're having an out of body experience. Like, am I talking about someone else? Yeah, you do. Kind of. It's kind of like uh, it would be. I, I never got the why me's or poor me or that kind. Of, but I thought, mm, okay. And uh, honestly, I, my first recollection, like rec- recollection of my first thought was, okay, what am I gonna, what am I gonna learn from this? Mm-hmm. Why is this? Why has this happened to me? And how can I be a better person because of it? Not, not. Um, I mean, like, again, I'm repeating myself, but getting down just doesn't serve anybody. But, yeah, now the, then the search begins for diet, you know, and you get on to Dr. Google, you know, yeah. the medicine. Medical they fraternity's say, worst turn enemy. vegan, donate yeah, this, donate that. That's right. I do sage smoking ceremonies <laughs> and, and um, turnip green smoothies and, and uh, you know, you go through all of that. Mm. And then you, you then you get into the, these these documentary films where mm. there's a there's – a, I forget what it is now. I probably shouldn't mention it, but it's a, it's a guy who's on this cancer cure crusade who travels mm-hmm. all over the world, and every doctor gets on and says, "Yeah, I can cure cancer." It's been anything from, um, you know, pH water to to the magic pill that they always happen to have beside mm-hmm. us. No, I can cure cancer, but it is a little expensive. But I have it right here, 
and here's my, at the bottom of the screen, here's my details, just send me the money and you'll be fine. You know, so $45,000 later, you're still, you know, still. <laughs> but yeah, so you go through all, you got to weed all that out. Mm. But basically, it's a clean diet and it's a good attitude and it's a healthy lifestyle. You know, yeah. it's, it's uh so you move There's every no day. Bar. You exercise. Yeah. You advocate of exercise. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I went to um, uh, my first university on you know, a sports scholarship in in Canada, and so uh, then uh, I got into martial arts somewhere along the line, and then from martial arts into yoga. So yeah, I, I think respiration, circulation, and flexibility are very important for your strength. And, Gut health is, is certainly important. So yeah, it's not rocket science. It's no. just a, it's just a you know good diet. You yeah, know, not fr no fried food. Yes, red and wine though. <laughs> red wine <laughs> in moderation. And so, from your experience thus far, what you've learned, what are some things you might be able to share with others apart from obviously the NutriBullet, which you can you know if you've got a, a come for treatment. Away from home or even at home, yeah, is always good. If you go into isolation, um, bring a knife and fork because you get nothing but plastic knives and forks. And if you try to, I get, I had some chicken parmesan a couple of times. I got this plastic fork that you know. That's a good tip. I heard yeah, it. so yeah. it's practical. Yeah, bring in, bring in a, a knife and a fork and um, a blender, maybe a sandwich maker. Depends what your dietary thing is, but there's some things the kitchen just simply can't do. Mm. Uh, I brought cans of fish, you know, um, uh, mackerel and tuna. Yes. And so I would order a salad from the kitchen, then mix the uh, the, the the tuna or whatever into it. I brought um, some good quality pepper and salt because you know the little packets are kind of you mm -hmm. know you get one packet and you want five. So uh, so, so, so I really like pepper, so I brought some really nice pepper, and uh, I would say, you know. Audiobooks. Mm. Yeah, just that the trick is to make productive use of your time, and it might productive time might be just meditating. You know, it doesn't have to be like you're you're you know writing the the next best novel, but something that keeps your mind ticking over. And then, what would you tell family and friends? Because I think sometimes it's actually really hard to be the person, the loved one that's on the journey, and you just feel so helpless at times. How best can they be of support? Uh. You know, I remember this story. If you, if you imagine sitting in a, in a um, say, a food court, mm -hmm. and there's two young mothers there with two children, rough, about the same age, sitting at different tables, and maybe two little girls. And one little girl gets up, and she takes a couple steps, and she falls flat on her face. So the mother picks her up and hugs her and, and, and says, oh, are you okay? Are you okay? Don't cry. Don't cry. So, of course, the baby cries because it's been taught, fell down, must cry. So and then the other baby falls over the mother. She just puts it back and come on, eat. We don't have time for this. And of course, she's not told that falling down hurts, so she didn't cry. You know. So it, it's it, it's what I'm alluding to is sometimes just treat life like it's normal. You know, I'm no different than I was before I had cancer. I just happen to have a cancer, and it's uh, again phoning me up and telling me oh, I'm worried about you and oh, I hope you you okay. You know, can we send you something? I think why. Mm. You know, everything's in order. I'm seeing professionals who are dealing with my problem, and, and that's not what I want you around for. You know, it's it's um, you're my sister, or you're my brother, or you're my friend. Mm. Just tell me some stories. Just be normal. And I think that's one of the Blue Dot missions as well, is that they take care of the person, Not they're not focused on 
the diagnosis. Yeah, and yeah. I think they're a human being first. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like for me, and I guess anybody else coming from interstate or even from the country, you're in Perth. So, you know, the, the, the radiation takes a short time. You've got a lot of spare time. So there's so many great things in the city mm. and so many great people. So, so capitalize on that. Find a, you know, a ukulele club or, a, or yeah. a, um, you know, whether it's entertainment or art or reading or, or um, bike racing, whatever it is, find it in town and, and, and get onto it because it's, it's all here. Just as a small thing, the, the the I had three biopsies in the east. Two of them went pear shaped. Um, one was just, you know, be a good comedy sketch. It was a point where I was in the ambulance. I got taken to the hospital in the ambulance. The ambulance had a new a GPS system, and the guys were turned told by my host to pick me when I was picked up to turn right. The ambulance went up and turned left. They were two hours late getting there because the GPS wasn't working. So they went to the top and turned left following the GPS after being advised to turn right. So long story short, we got bogged in a national park because they were following gazetted roads that were not yet built. So it took me, uh, I, I barely got to the hospital. My, by the time I was, you know, I voided uh, over a liter on a bladder that contained 600 mils. So it was just, just a, mm. so my, my point is the, the, uh, the, um, the service from the facility here has been Unbelievable. Mm. Whereas, and I get it because the public system is tough. You know, you got, you got, they work hard, they're really stressed, and they're really understaffed. But um, that was another card to come here because of just the extraordinary service I got from, from Crystal and Ben and, and uh, Dr. Tang. Just unbelievable. Because unfortunately, with prostate cancer, unlike breast cancer, prostate cancer in this country doesn't have a national screening program, which is really sad. Yeah. So it does take men to be proactive with their health. What's your thoughts on? Uh, a absolutely right. I, th I think um, what I I got um, diagnosed because I every year on my birthday, and I, I used my birthday because it was just a date I could remember. Yeah. So I decided every year I would have a, um, a, a full physical that included a, a prostate exam and, uh, you know, blood test. From and what I, age did you do that? Uh, I went in to see my doctor when I was about 40. I just competed in my last tournament in Japan. And, uh, oh, no, I didn't. I was going to another one. Sorry, my, another one. And I, I decided at 40 that it, I was thinking about retiring from the competition in karate. And, and I went to see him about that. And uh, he encouraged me to get a full test every year. And uh, things like because there's the impact training, you know, so how that affects your joints and your uh, whatever. And, and uh so I started at 40. So I would implore men to do that. Not not just your prostate, but your whole physical yeah, well-being, you know, like check your your digestive system, check your your body weight ratio, everything because you know, every decade there's other health issues. So the 30s, 40s, 50s, when you get to the 40s, 50s and 60s, that's the you're slipping. So that's just like an old car, it needs more maintenance. Mm -hmm. So keep yourself healthy, diet and get medical checks absolutely. Well, I think it's always good to be proactive, isn't it? Because at least as I think what I'm – one of the other key messages from, from your story is that you've got onto it early and so there mm. were options of treatment yeah. available to you that you could then choose. It, it's been your choice to make versus I think sometimes people get a diagnosis and the choices become less and 
it becomes yeah, very and difficult. An, yep. And another thing too, a cancer is, is not a cancer. So for every body, the cancer is different. So I would implore again people to do lots of homework. You know, there's some good things on Dr. Google. There's a lot of wacky things. But do lots of homework, get lots of opinions, really understand. Because in prostate cancer, for instance, there's not just one. There's a number. Some are very aggressive. Some are very slow-growing. And, uh, you know, some maybe extraction early is absolutely the way. To, even even the in, in, in prostate, for instance, the, 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 the attitude to it has changed a lot. They're a lot keener now to monitor than they were, say, 10 or 15 years ago. So really do your homework. Get a good doctor. Get a good team. Because it sounds and, like that's another message from your from this story is you've got a great team and you've asked lots of questions and you have educate yourself absolutely you have not hesitated which I, I love your courage and I love your commitment to self that if you needed to make that phone call you asked you made a phone call yeah. and asked the questions of the health professionals in your team yeah. that you put them on the spot and said. What about this? Yeah, there is no bad questions. And also, too, in defense of the medical system, they might, for instance, I, I might phone up with a particular problem, say to the doctor, what would you do? Well, really, the doctor can't tell me what he would do. Ethically, he can't tell me. So he has to give me advice. So, so uh, um, again, I have to listen to his response, and then I have to think, okay, what, what is best for me? And, and, and back to the books and back to talking to people and, and, and uh, looking at case studies. There's lots of good – you can get onto urology symposiums, which I did, and I would watch urologists talk about different test cases and, and um, you know, try to weed through some of the jargon because some of it was over my head. But um, there's so much you can do and uh, just balance it between, you know, the, the, the sage smokescreen therapy and, and – uh, and, uh, and your urological symposiums. That's right. That's right. <laughs> there's that's there's right. a balance somewhere that's in right. between. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, it's been an absolute pleasure meeting you, Angie. Thank Good you so name. much for sharing your journey with us. My and, absolute pleasure. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'm, I, I actually will, can't wait to hear when you've got a ukulele gig in Perth because I'm, I'm now curious. Well, to... next interview we'll do it with a ukulele. <laughs> so you can do a lesson online here. That's right. All right. Take care. Thank you. My pleasure, Denise. Thank you, Andy, for sharing your journey with us today on MediTalk, and we wish you great healing after your treatment. Blue Dot Army does not receive any government funding and relies solely on the generosity of the community. So if you would like to donate or learn more about this wonderful charity, visit bluedotarmy.com.au. If you feel this podcast episode can help a friend or a family member, please share, as sharing knowledge empowers our lives and the lives of others. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please take a minute to write a quick review on Apple Podcasts. To listen to more episodes of MediTalk, visit meditalk.com.au. And if you have any medical conditions you would like to learn more about, please send me an email via danae at meditalk.com.au. Stay well and thank you for listening.